Hi everybody, it's Carl Lemberson. Join us today as we check in with our good friend John McIntyre, the director of golf at Club Punta Mita. And uh, here, everything's about what's happening around the world of golf in Punta Mita. How are you, J-Mac? I'm doing just fine. Thank you, Carl. Uh, yes, I was up visiting family and friends in Michigan and Ohio. Nice, nice. Tell me you got a few rounds in while you're up there, mate. Uh, I did. I did. My mother recently retired and uh, has fallen back in love with golf. So I played with her a few times. And I also played uh, at the venerable Inverness Golf Club in Toledo, Ohio, which is going to be the host of the 2021 Solheim Cup. Um, with, and it is, they went through a renovation recently and it is a spectacular golf club. Uh, always been a, always been famous, has hosted many majors, but the renovations that they did, the restorations of the course are really, really special. Amazing. Amazing. Tell me, John, uh, I know we're starting to talk about our events coming up. What have you noticed from the events up North in, in different clubs? Uh, what are they doing? Like uh, the some of doing their member guests, member members. What's happening up there as far as you can, you can see? Well, I've a lot of conversations, a lot of checking in with friends in the industry, asking how they're handling their events. And it really depends a lot on what region they live in and what their COVID curves have looked like uh, exactly in their exact location. So Colorado, for instance, uh, they went ahead because the mountains, the mountain golf clubs have a very short time window to execute events. So, so they went ahead for the most part. They may, they may have moved them a few weeks off of their original schedule, but by and large, they held their events, but they did it in a very COVID sensitive way. Uh, there were no major social gatherings. Uh, I think I told you when I came back from Vail, uh, yeah. golf club, they did, um, a meal handout of the final championship dinner, their chef. I think you sort of drove up, didn't you? And you picked it out of the window or something like that. Exactly. They did a, they did a lobster tail and filet gorgeous meal that they prepared as pickup for all the members and the members picked it up and took it home and had it that way. So they still got to enjoy a great meal. Um, you know, a, a lot of clubs aren't doing shotguns. Uh, we right. Heard from we heard from our own Bill Bolin on the golf committee call a little bit ago that his club Mayfair up in Canada, uh, you know, they had several different sort of changes to the event to make it COVID, you know, as COVID safe as possible. Um, in the Midwest where I just came back from a lot of the clubs postponed their events, uh, uncertain as to whether or not they would hold them at all. And some clubs have just canceled those events for this year other clubs have postponed them and are now trying to hold them here in September or October because they've got right. a long, they have a yeah, longer. I've, I've actually been invited to the colonial uh, member guest, which is in October, uh, that they, they're going ahead, obviously with different protocols in place as well. Um, yeah. Very interesting times. Interesting. You, you, I don't know if you got that statistic that I got today the, from our friend from executive golfer, uh, golf as a whole has, increased year year uh, this year upon last year there's about three or four percent more golf rounds have been played despite the despite the the pandemic 
And I think I think the uh, National Golf, the the NGF, the National Golf Foundation has has produced data that show that uh, in certain regions the golf numbers are up significantly more than that. Um, you know, you saw serious spikes in in rounds during COVID in places that had their courses open, um, Colorado, Arizona, uh, some of the Midwest states uh, had showed, they showed really significant increases in their rounds, upwards upwards of, you know, 40 and 50% more rounds month by month uh, over the which, past. Which if I'm not wrong, John, it was the case here in Punta Mita over the summer with the, the spike that we had in vacational rentals, which was 60% above last year in, 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 in July and about 80% above uh, July, uh, in August. I'm, I'm sure that's reflected in golf rounds as well. I just was looking just before we came on here at our rounds to date through August. And interestingly, what we see here is we see about a 50% drop annually in our rounds from the hotels, which are actually, that's, and that's a lower percentage of our rounds anyway. But what we see is that we're only off from our projection, we're only off about 5% off of our projection for the year overall, and we're above our rounds for 2019. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting number, and I'm sure our listeners are, are, are interested to you know, see stuff, uh, listen to stuff like, like that that we're talking about today. Now, let's get back. I know you've been only been back for 36 hours, but I'm sure our members, listeners, and fans would like to but what, how's the how's the course? I know you've had a lot of rain. What are you working on? Uh, the tee boxes. The I saw something really nice happening around the 17th uh, green of Pacifico. Tell us more about that, J Mac. So yeah, we have we have had several projects ongoing since the beginning of COVID. Really, we took uh, we took the opportunity that COVID you know presented us. We've had one course closed throughout the last six months. And that's allowed us to accelerate. Uh, we had a big project on, on 3A, where we had to replace a broken drain line. Uh, that turned into a very significant project. Um, so that project is near completion. We just have to do some sodding to, to repair some of the grass that we ripped up. Um, yes, that, that historically used to cause a bit of flooding, didn't it? Just before the green on, on two, 2 Pacifico when we had heavy rains significant flooding yeah a lot of our members wouldn't necessarily see that because they're not here during the rainy season uh but yes it caused significant problems to that fairway so that was a project that needed to get done and now we've done it which is great um our collar dam project is continuing uh pacifico has been done for several months as you know and bahia is now they're on number seven and moving forward uh, with the Bahia Green Collar Dam replacement. And that's going to be completed uh, before the season really gets going in early November. We'll be done with that project as well. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of our golfing members saw the differences in Pacifico, the holes that had been completed last year. And it's, it's going to be a great improvement for playability. Great. So all things being equal, John, uh, we'll have uh, both courses up and running uh, towards the end of October, ready to go with uh, as much of this is done as possible. We'll have both courses. Shane and I just reviewed uh, our, our, our maintenance schedule as of right now, unless we have any major unforeseeable weather events, 
both courses are going to be open starting in the second week of October. So wonderful. And uh, I heard some interesting data from Shane in our golf committee call today. We've had 27 inches of rain in the last 20 days. Is that right? More or less? It's unbelievable. Yeah. The, the event last week, we had 15 inches over two days. Uh, and then last night we had three inches in about an hour. So yeah, I, uh, I, I remember that that last week's one that happened on my birthday. So <laughs> yeah. I could not play my traditional round of golf on my birthday. So, but just it, to just to circle fine. back, just to circle back, uh, the other two projects that we've really been working on that the members are going to see a lot of improvements. The T box uh, replacement project, as you know, we've got uh, all the all the sprigs are down. We're watering those in and we'll be fertilizing and watching those grow over the next few months. So half of the tea boxes on both courses have now been replaced and will be shiny new grass, flat, healthy for, for the season this year. So that'll be a, a huge improvement. Also, um, the second half of that project will start next year. So by the end, by the beginning of this, the 21, 22 season, all of our tea boxes will be brand new. Um, and then that's, as you mentioned, fantastic. as you mentioned on 17 Pacifico, we, we finally ever got approval to make some playability improvements and get rid of the, uh, the waste bunker that had been installed there about 10 or 12 years ago. And we're replacing that with grass. So we'll have slightly, we'll have slightly undulated, uh, grass in that area now so people who missed their shots on that hole to the left are going to have a much more still a difficult shot not an easy yeah, shot. yeah I always had the feeling John that that was a bit too much of a penalty if you you happen to you know have a little bit of a too much of a draw and you're in there and you had a double bunker it was like an impossible shot impossible and and honestly that that was an amendment to the original design uh, the original design, I think, brought the brought the uh, shell, the the coral oasis area, down right up against the green, which also was not probably ideal from a playability standpoint. Um, so, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a much more fun. That, that hard that hole is hard enough as it is. You're usually playing into a into a stiff ocean breeze, as you know. And uh, for us. You know, for us playing from the back tips, that's a 100 and, 185, 190 yard shot sometimes. So it's, right. it's plenty hard on all on its own. Yeah, indeed. Tell me, uh, John, um, the, all the, the training facilities, the driving range looks fantastic. Uh, I was actually out there yesterday, all the practice facilities. You've done you, the, the fact that you close on Mondays and work on them now has, been, has made a big effect, has it not? I, I think that it's been a great it's been a great chance. Shane's team gets out and, and details uh, really all the all the aspects that we want to see nice and you know the, the presentation of that range now is an important part of the first first impression for people who are coming to Punamita uh, and the members themselves also love it. I mean it's been it's been such a great such a great success as a as a project and uh, I'm super happy with it and I know you know. Almost everybody, almost everybody I talk to uh, has just been super happy with the with the appearance and and how much more fun it is to practice and you know it's just a it's a great step. It's great to bring guests for members having guests come to have that be the first thing they see is just a great 
a great first a first impression. Indeed, indeed. Tell me, how how's our mate Stickney going? I know he's up north at the moment. The Golf Academy. They've had a pretty good summer with the people here, and we're looking forward to a uh, uh, you know some some great uh, moments with Stickney and the next at the Golf Academy coming up for the coming season. Yeah, you know it's it's fun. I'm looking forward to having another another group of folks come down for a Pacific Cup. We're putting the final the final touches on a January Pacific Cup with a new club that Tom Tom introduced here to Punamita, and we hosted the director of golf. Uh, you and I did a few weeks ago, and got to meet Mike and his his new bride, who got to enjoy Punamita and have now gone home and and convinced, uh, you know, and, and shown it to some members who are now excited about coming down for a Pacific Cup. So that's going to be great. That'll be the Regatta Bay Golf Club from the Destin, Florida area. Um, and we're putting the, not, not totally locked up yet, but as you know, we're pretty close to getting them locked in for January, which would be awesome. Yeah, let's, let's talk about for our members, uh, fans and, and followers, uh, how are our, our, our it's looking uh, for this upcoming season. I can debrief, uh, you know, the Gourmet Golf. We're looking at a, a much smaller Gourmet Golf with uh, uh, limitations on the field. No more than 40, to pe- pe- 40 people together at one given time in one given place. So there's no opening cocktails. They're more like private, smaller, exclusive events and some virtual events as well for people to enjoy cooking classes, et cetera, virtually. Um, so that's what we're looking at at our, at our Gourmet Golf. What else we got in November, John? We got the member, member. Do you want to just uh, refresh me a few of those? Yeah, yeah. November, November shapes up again to be a really fun month. I mean, last year, I think last year we ended up with six weekends in a row of events. This year we're not quite that front-loaded. I think we've got four weekends in a row of events this year. Uh, so we've got the Gourmet and Golf that happens in early November, the 5th and the 6th weekend. Um, following that, we've got the member-member scheduled on the calendar for what is also going to be Master's Week, which uh, I've, we, we've talked to the golf committee. I'm excited to have the member-member and the Master's Tournament sort of coincide. I've done that before at other clubs with the U.S. Open and some of the other summer golf events. And it adds a really fun element of, you know, everybody's playing golf, watching golf, watching the Masters together. Um, so that'll be really fun. And as far as, you know, the COVID, the COVID considerations for that, um, if, if we indeed see a similar-sized field or a slightly bigger field, um, you and I will have some – some options to keep our numbers down as necessary, but we're really close, even at a full field. If we've got 30, you know, 30 to 35 teams, that's still only, that's 70 people. And rarely do we see all those people all at one time in the same yeah, place. We, we split them up. And uh, yeah. the most important thing uh, for our listeners, J-Mac, is that we are proactively working together. Uh, you, myself, uh, in conjunction with the golf committee, uh, in coming up with a, a proposal for you know for the for the upcoming season, so people can you know make their decisions in due course and uh, and decide in these different times, uh, and you know just to be sure that we are consciously making you know we want Punta Mita to be above all 
a, a COVID-less as possible place. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, I think, you know, we want to we want to move forward with the from the standpoint of we have a full calendar of events planned and we're going to move forward with the long-term planning as if those events can can happen and you and i'll have a a covid event protocol that we you know review with the golf committee and then send out to all the membership and right. uh you know we we can't control everything if we have to end up canceling things then then we'll do that when when the time comes, but as far as, as far as planning goes, we're looking forward to having, you know, a, a really fun, uh, fun calendar for the membership over the winter. Definitely. I'm, I'm sure you, you tell me that you're happy to see our sponsorship of Gabby Lopez. Oh my God. So great. Her golf bag. I'm sure you've, I've seen it on social media. You've shared it with the membership. I absolutely love that golf bag and I love, where our logo shows up on that golf bag. Yeah, uh, you, you were actually with me the day we were discussing that that deal. We were walking down at the WGC with Gabby's father, if you recall. Absolutely. Around a few holes and negotiating that, and it almost fell through, and then it came back. And anyway, this is the result of uh, uh, that of, of that exercise, and the bag is absolutely stunning. This is no ordinary golf bag for those of you that haven't seen it, please visit our Instagram pages, our Facebook page, and uh, and you will find everything about Gabby Lopez. She's back and playing. She actually tested positive, if you recall, and uh, she's got a hasn't done that well yet. But uh, she, I've spoken to her early on in the year, and she's trained really hard. So I don't think I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if um, uh, she doesn't put in a good, solid performance. I think we've got the ANA coming up. Next week, I believe, uh, the, another major for the ladies. And uh, so hopefully she does well there. And she'll be here, by the way, uh, at the end of the year, uh, spending her end of the year. And I also believe our friend Carlos Ortiz will also be down again. So it would be nice to have some of the Mexican pros uh, uh, down here, as is customary now, at the end of the year. Tell me, what are your thoughts on Ansa? He, he did, had a good start at the FedEx Cup and didn't quite pull it through. I was just looking at the payouts from the from the tour championship and for his uh his I think he finished seventeenth if I'm not mistaken and he That's pulled right. down he pulled down about five hundred and fifty thousand just for that tournament. So wow. uh, you know, I think he's been a great he's been a great ambassador for golf in Mexico and he's sort of the lone the lone holdout for who we we've got almost every other you know, prominent Mexican golfer coming to Punamita. So we just need to... Sure, that's, that's what's missing in our repertoire, isn't it? We need to get him on board. I think Gabby, I mean, coming back to Gabby, she's posted some great rounds. Uh, she just hasn't put a full tournament together you know, since earlier this year. Um, but it's going to be great. I've talked to her a little bit over over WhatsApp and just congratulated her on her victory a while back. And yeah. uh, I think she's, she's going to be a great ambassador. And... I think she'll, you know, willingly do some pop-up member clinics one morning, a couple mornings while she's here and try to build in some, you know, some member, some member touch points with her. And, uh, you know, it's just another great option and another great opportunity to connect out here. No, definitely. And, you know, for our members that are listening, when, when the crowds do come back to golf, we have part of the deal we have with her is that when she's playing, you know, she can, we can 
if it's in LA or uh, Santa Barbara, the, our members can go with a VIP group and uh, join her for dinner one night. Those are all things that are part part of this package we send up with her. And, and in due course, when things are a bit back to normal in terms of the crowds going to the, to the to watch the tournaments, we will set up things like that. So anyway, mate, as we pull out of this uh, podcast today, I want your tips first, second, and third for the U.S. Open. Oh, man. Um, man, they're going back to wing, Wingfoot, if I remember right, right? Yeah. Wingfoot here in two weeks. I mean, it's going to be Dustin gonna Is Dustin going to hold his form? You know, I, the leaderboards, I think, have been fairly consistent out of the top 15 players. We've seen DJ, Rom, Justin Thomas, DeChambeau. Morikawa. Uh, Morikawa. I mean, we've, we've seen some of those same names at the top of the list. I mean, I think what people would be interested to know is do we think Tiger stands a chance? And given recent play, I think it's going to be a dark horse at best. Unfortunately. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen on all the Canellas and all the pools I'm in at the moment. I haven't seen his name on too many lists. I no, no. I think he's still I think he's great for golf. I think it'd be great for the event to see him make the cut and to, and to factor on the weekend. Um, but I think it's far more likely that you're going to see the Justin Thomases, the Dustin Johnsons, the Rory McIlroys. I'd love to see Rory. I mean, I think Rory's great for golf and I'd like him personally. So I'd love to see him come, come back. To form. So um, it's going to be fun. I look forward to watching it with you, hopefully. And uh, yeah, definitely. We'll definitely get our pool going again. So definitely yeah. get it going. And we had a good pool last time. So let's get it out there. And uh, uh, good, good talking to you, J-Mac. And I uh, hope the members who are listening to us and our followers and our fans enjoyed this update uh, about golf and golf in general in Punta Mita. Take care. Give my love to Jackie and keep well, mate. Thank you. Health and safety to all the members. And we'll see you soon. Cheers, J-Mac. Bye. Cheers. Thank you for joining today's podcast and for more information on Punta Mita, please visit www.puntamita.com or follow us on Instagram at Punta Mita where you'll find everything and everything that is happening in this wonderful destination.